Well done. We're back. You hit it so well that it was, you didn't even hear the Jane's Addiction woo. Powerful. Folks, we're back. It's the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your host, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Eckner, and myself, Scott Swinney. We're back. How we doing? We're back. We're back. Yes. Whew. Do you want to address? I, I'd like to. I'd like to apologize to. I guess wow. you, because no one else will know the issue. <laughs> For whatever reason, I didn't have the Logic Pro recording. It just. Mm. It just rolled without. And I'm looking at the bar. The bars now, and it's actually moving. Yes. Sometimes, when you don't talk loudly into the microphone, you don't get the mm. pulses. Like it looks like an EKG. Yeah. If you just kind of talk like this and it's flat, it looks. Folks, we recorded a good amount of the show and we lost it. And we're restarting and trying to find our renewed zeal. I'm keeping my energy up. I don't know about you, but I'm still <laughs> in this thing. It's the 69th episode miracle. It's true. We have we're uh, here. a lot going on today. Yes. The uh, the sex number is why that's funny. You sucked his dick! <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> See, I even timed that better. It's in the funny number hall of fame. Outside um, 420. Speaking of sex, did you hear that Bill Murray and his son faced off against Guy Fieri and his son in a virtual nacho making contest? Wow. And Terry Crews and Shaq attended? Jesus. Star power. I'm, I'm bowled over by that, uh, by that lineup. Jesus and H. Actually, Terry Crews and Shaq were both going to participate, but they took off on their sons a long time ago. So mm. we didn't, uh, they didn't get to be on that team. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Fieri, one year ago today was the day he was given his star on the Walk of Fame. A Which, star was born one year ago today. Uh, he, the funniest part about Fieri, I love him. You love him. We all love him. Please. The, two, this is two-pronged. First prong is that he won a contest with the Food Network to get that show. Mm. And then he was just a home run and it took off. Yeah. And then everybody hated him and made fun of him. And there was like that New Yorker column making fun of the menu that was super snarky. And, yeah. Or they made up a bunch of funny items, whatever. We went through that phase. And that's mm. when you and I decided that we loved Fieri. Yeah. He's and, just a fun, good guy. Right. He just seems like a nice guy. He does a lot of charity work with the best buddies. Buddies. And now, for whatever reason, there's some sort of a res- like turnaround where people... It's almost like Fieri was so uncool that he's cool again. And yeah, he came back around. We, I feel like we've discussed this, but I don't like it. And I don't want everybody to... like. You made fun of him for years. Why all of a sudden are you back in? Yeah. When someone like him is so big, you're going to have a back and forth. You're going to get the... Uh... Yep. But I've been waiting years for him to start popping up in movies. I don't know what the holdup is on that. Yeah, like we discussed the stuff. Right, we discussed this earlier. I feel like he's probably been pitched a few times. Yes, and he's probably had to turn roles down just because they were ironic. Yeah, nobody's probably given him, you know, Rain Man. Yeah, like Flavor Town is not a joke to me. I don't think this is funny. Agreed. (laughs) I'm interested in serious work. Fieri. Uh, did you hear that Hannah Brown from The Bachelor got in trouble for using the N-word on her Instagram story? Wow. Have you ever seen a real <laughs> Oops. It's not going to be Throw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Glock. I'm going to throw it. Yeah. This is her reaction. 
thing goes, I did, I'm so sorry. That wasn't you, that was... And then they blame the friend, like, as a joke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I said the N-word. <laughs> and earlier, I took the stance that she's just singing a song, give her a break. And now I'm going to take Devil's Advocate or play Devil's Advocate on myself and say that Hannah Brown is a member of the Klan and she's extremely racist. Wow. Unlike us, who are very woke. Yeah, we're dope. That is wild. And, yeah, she was just... She's probably just feeling the beat. She couldn't be stopped. How do you feel about her butt now? Uh, it's probably still dope. Probably still looks pretty good. That we cannot take away from her. Only her old age will. A lot of butts are out today. It's a beautiful day. It's Memorial Day. The butts are roaring today. The uh, Also, today is the day that Fast 9 was supposed to be released Fuck. in theaters. You hate to see it. Today was supposed to be a day filled with fun and familia, and now we're gearing up to watch a Netflix original. <laughs> Are you really excited about Kamal Nanjani and Issa Rae oh, and Lovebirds? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Fantastic. It should be the guy from yesterday who's the Costco brand Kamal Nanjani and just have him singing again. Yeah. And he, then I'm invested. He's and good. Dev Patel. He pops up and stuff. Dev Patel's, uh, he's not bad either. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, it's also World Goth Day. Are you <laughs> celebrating? <laughs> I mean, I wear all black every day, but... I feel like... Am I a goth? I've had this thought. <sighs> Ooh. Am I a goth? I wear a pretty much... I'm wearing black almost all the time, and now I have blue hair. I have a lot of tattoos. Am I a goth? <laughs> this could be a reveal. Fans, email in, is Ank a goth? I'm going to put that on our Instagram with a yes or no. You might be... I feel like Let's the turkey see. heads are like 50% goth. We got we got a big goth fan base. Yeah, we have basically like juggalos type fans. Like yeah. there's a gathering of the turkeys and we all meet <laughs> in Western Mass and yeah. uh, there's no cell phone reception and everybody gets weird. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, we're actually going to be going against the rules of the land and, and bucking the system to hold the gathering of the turkeys. Probably we're looking at July 4th. Wow. On the nose. Beautiful. We, we know you don't have plans, so no. maybe wing on out. And Mark from Home Improvement, from season five when he was goth, he's like the godfather. Only season five. Yeah. He's the godfather of this whole happening. He'll be there signing, taking pics, the whole deal. I'll give you $20,000 if you can come up with his real name. I'll empty out my entire 401k and savings and everything. Taran Noah Smith. No way. Give me the... <laughs> give. <laughs> We've got it. We've got it recorded. <laughs> you, you underestimated my knowledge for... Holy shit. ...for ninth string home improvement sidecars and their real names. Did you know that... Uh, you heard it here, folks. Ank owes me 20 grand or whatever that was. Uh, it was $20,000, so... Dope. Those are IOUs. That's as good as real money. <laughs> Might want to hang on to that one. That's a big one. Um, That's fun. Bob Saget had a birthday this week. <laughs> uh, Ryan Seacrest uh, allegedly had a stroke. His people are denying it. I'm hoping that he has another one that takes him out. Yeah, he deserves um, that. What do you think about that, Ryan Seacrest's health? Do you think he's working too hard, kind of like how Nick Cannon got lupus? Yeah, I hope he works himself to death ASAP. I mean, he's not hes not even like a real person. He's one of those people, he just seems like a robot who just 
that can appear bubbly and gets all these host gigs, but I don't know. I'm sure he's like a complete shape shifting lunatic in real life. He can't be a normal, not a chance, good no. person. He's a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's perfect word for him. He's probably the type of guy who sleeps two hours a night. Definitely, and he has like some sort of absurd ritualistic routine. Yeah. Not that I don't, but I actually get some sleep, so I feel like I can put him in a separate category. Yeah, and I his, feel like he's probably running on the treadmill as we speak, while doing like a fun Zoom meeting to get a host gig for some game show that no one will watch that shouldn't exist. And the he part gets too much work, right? And the thing is, is he has this whole Seacrest production company. Or whatever it's called, it's that he, he discovered the Kardashians. That mm. whole not he didn't discover them per se, but he's the one who put them all together and got them a show. So he's getting a piece of like just everything around right now. Interesting. He's got that American Idol dough. Hey, too much dough. He's got that uh, morning show dough from whatever you know. Yeah, it's like embarrassing. Yeah, he's like a mogul. It's like he's, this guy. He's everywhere. Like who's liking this? Guy? I don't really what know. This? I like him ironically because I think it's like I'll get a Ryan Seacrest tattoo. I think that's funny. Something like that. But, <laughs> oh, well, like I don't know anybody that goes. You know who I like is Ryan Seacrest. Exactly. He's the guy that Sasha Baron Cohen dumped a bunch of fake. I don't know. Maybe they were real ashes on at the the like MTV Awards or the Oscars carpet a couple of years ago, and everybody laughed at him. That was a great bit. It was I awesome. About that bit. If they if that happened to Ryan Gosling, everybody would have been upset. But yeah, like you're saying, I can't imagine people just being into him. I imagine even older people being like, "Oh, he gives me the uh oh feeling." I know no one who <laughs> likes him without irony. Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? Mm. Is that cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one might take you off guard. In uh, George Miller has officially announced he's making another Mad Max movie. Which... Cause for celebration. Right, which is the cool part is this is not just an internet rumor anymore. This is really happening. Yes. And, uh, is it... Who is coming back for that? It's going to be a prequel centering around the Charlize Theron Furiosa character. Without her, you said it was... Yeah, they're going to recast with that babe, Anya Taylor-Joy. I always forget her name, or think it's Anna instead of Anya. It's Anya Taylor-Joy. Like A-N-Y-A? Yeah. She's good. Anya, yeah. I can see her pulling off a young Furiosa. Man, if you haven't seen it, folks, Mad Max Fury, just leave them. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, what do you have, the mesh shorts with the pockets? They don't hold anything. Anya Taylor-Joy, or Anya Taylor-Joy... Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best action movies ever made. Everybody has probably already seen it, but if you haven't, or if you haven't, this is what I'll say. If you haven't rewatched it, fire it up, because I liked it much more Round 2, and Round 2 was at my house, not even in the theater. Yeah, perfect movie. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, wow. Super good, super intense. I remember I saw it in the crappy AMC theater downtown that's going to go out of business. And even there, I was blown away. And there's a good article. I think it's in the New York Times or some other classy publication that goes through an oral history where they explain how much trouble, you know, it was a a troubled shoot that had uh, a lot of conflicting personalities and they're making like a crazy movie in the desert involving all these real stunts. It, It was a good read. And we'll make you appreciate a masterpiece even more. So, um, Justin Bieber just came out saying that he wishes that he saved himself for marriage. Wow. He's like leaning all the way into the God guy thing. Yeah, I didn't see that coming for him. He and Monty have both taken that stand. 
I mean, they both know how to croon. I love this new phase of his career where he's like whispers. He's whisper singing over Nintendo Wii menu music. It's, it's working for him. I was hoping you'd bring that joke back. I like that. It's in. Take a stand. Yeah, I think he's great, and I've always been a believer since the beginning. Before it was cool. He's another guy like Fieri, where everyone was shitting on him, and then all of a sudden it was like black guys decided they were into him, and he was starting to get in the background of hip hop songs, and he had a couple of hits. She. Right, and then he became sort of like off the beaten path, cool in some capacity, and then he got a bunch of tattoos. He married. Uh, Billy Baldwin's daughter and the rest is history and now he's saying he wished that he saved himself for I'm blaming the Baldwins for this I think it's the Baldwin connection infecting Biebs' mind with religion mm. are all of the Baldwins religious or just that one let's hear that that I don't know I don't know either I should know more about the Baldwins yeah, let's dig into especially that. their religious who's your favorite Baldwin their religious beliefs I mean my gut reaction to that question who is my favorite Baldwin is Steven. Just, yeah, agreed. Because of his work in Biodome. That was a, uh, that was a career-defining nah, performance. I like Bill. I'm going to go Billy. What's he in again? He's the one. He's they in, credit him as William. That's what confuses William me. William Baldwin, yeah. What's he in? He's in Cleaver and <laughs> okay. nothing else. You know what? You're right. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. He's in Christopher Moltisanti's Cleaver, which is the best movie that's um, ever been made on Earth. So you're... It's, are you going public with your relationship with Megan Fox yet? Or no. no. Is, keep, I just blew up your spot? Yeah, keep that under your head. I apologize. Yeah. I didn't realize it was still a secret. Dude, well, what are you doing? Well, I, it's good news then <laughs> for <laughs> if it were to happen, hypothetically, right? Yes, it is. Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox have decided to separate after many years of marriage, about a decade. Damn. And yeah, a lot of celebrity divorces going on. Jamie King is filing for divorce as well. Ooh, she's a fun babe who Ooh. I forget about. Was she the one in Joe Dirt? Was she? Or no, is that that's Jamie Lynn, Jamie Presley. That's Jamie Presley and that other like very fit blonde babe yeah, yeah, who's yeah, in yeah. Club Dread and and like, popular white chicks. Is it yes. popular? Maybe. Do you remember that show on the WB? I do. I'm not sure if she was on it, but it sounds right. Yeah. I'm gonna I, vouch for it. <laughs> Sight I'll unseen. pull it up real quick. Fucking Taryn Noah Smith, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. That was ridiculous. I mean, my home improvement knowledge, test me. It's, it knows Have you no seen rounds. every episode? Maybe? No, we were thinking of Leslie Bibb. Bibb, yes. Good call. There's like these attractive, thin, tall, blonde women There's from the <laughs> 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> there's about 10 of them that are all like basically the same person. Yeah. Did you see that Ryan Gosling is making another space movie? You blow your father with that mouth? Oh. Uh, I didn't, but I do know that now. <laughs> good, good. I love him. He's one of my he's one of my guys, and I just don't like space yeah, at all. One of your favorite actors in one of your least favorite settings. This is very uh, conflicting. He did First Man with Damien Chazelle, that Buzz Aldrin movie that was pretty solid. And uh, he's doing another one with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who... Did the Jump Street movies, a bunch of cool animated stuff. They're always good. So this yeah, will okay. be... And it's not supposed to be funny at all? That I am not sure about. They famously got fired halfway through making the Han Solo movie for trying to make it too funny. And I'm sure a bunch of other stuff. That must be really frustrating to get a giant project like that and then be publicly ousted. Yeah. 
Well, Star Wars, every like interesting director they hired for a movie got fired and replaced with someone else, or like it became a whole thing. It's it's a mess. Disney over really Disney. fucked that. I was gonna say that Disney really fucked yeah, that up. They botch all their like biggest properties. It seems like sort of a nightmare to be part of the di- be underneath that Disney umbrella. Yeah, is how I'll put that. Even people who like make it through, they're like, "Yep, that was that was something." <laughs> like Ryan Johnson has given some like reviews alluding to what a difficult process it was but yeah i like when space movies aren't sci-fi even though i can do sci-fi mm. but like space is real and people have gone there that's that's not science fiction like moon, first man moon. is a sci-fi movie like moon yeah moon is hard sci-fi <laughs> one might even say <laughs> Any Party Down fans out there? Uh, I am. Moon and Armageddon are the only two space movies I enjoy. Wow. That's it? That's it. You're cutting it off after Moon and Armageddon. What do you think of that? I mean... I also have an Armageddon-related reveal. What about Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? I never saw it. <laughs> not I, the best Would example. I like it? Mm, probably not. I actually do like it, though. Who's the director of that again? Uh, Luke Besson. Um, er, yes. He's the guy who directed The Professional and nothing else of note. You're forgetting much. about The Fifth Element and some other classics. Oh, right. You love Luke Besson. This is the argument we've had before. Okay, right, right, right. And I guess that The Fifth Element's okay. That's a space movie. The bi- main and thing Total him, Recall. The main thing with him is he's creative. All his movies, he's got like a bunch of wild ideas and stuff. Like you, you watch some movies, it's just like a boring slug. He's bringing stuff to the table. Right. Even even some super talented directors, it's kind of just the same thing over and over again with a different lens. Yeah. Like Derek, Derek C. in France is great, but all his movies are exactly this. All his wow. projects are the same. It's sort of just like a blah. Hmm. Like, I, we'll ta- if- and we, I want to do, when we talk TV guys, I want to talk about that yeah. show again too. But That's fair. The what else we got here? Um, Ruby Rose has exited the lead role of the CW show Batwoman, mm. which I guess people watch. It's, What's she going to do instead? Move in uh, with her gr- latest grinder date? And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck. She gets a lot of work. She pops up as like she's a, in everything. Yeah. A sidecar in like the John Wicks. I think she was in Triple X Three. She's always just like there, like, hey, I've got like dyed hair and I'm like spicy looking. But now that I'm in the dyed hair club, I oh shit, I'm offended by that. And wow, that, that triggered me. Exonting trigger warnings. <laughs> yeah, she she's sort of a nothing. But what yeah. is she like a DJ who dated Lindsay Lohan? Or I'm thinking of that other one. Yeah. Who's the one that, that dated was Lindsay somebody. Lohan? That was uh, Samantha Ronson, Mark Ronson's sister. Yep. Wow, um, forgot about her. That's big a- pull, yeah. Glad I got that. Ruby Rose, I don't remember her dating anyone that notable, but she's sort of one of those like tough chicks, like bopping around Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> just like, shut up. Yeah, and they're going to recast her role instead of just canceling this show. Like, which, yeah, that's in classic Batman fashion. <laughs> instead of just like, like, oh, maybe we'll give this character a rest for a bit. They're like, no, just recast it immediately. We gotta have a Batwoman. We gotta keep this going. When do you think uh, Disney is gonna buy Warner Brothers? That whew, they'll get there. I think that'll happen eventually. I, I think they'll, it'll just be like two juggernauts fighting it out, and eventually Warner Brothers will give up. That's where we are now. They're like the only games in town. Right. I mean, there's Netflix and some other like offshoots, but those are like the big, like those are the heavy two. hitter, established. Like, it's crazy, frankly. Viacom is Warner Brothers? That sounds right. I could be speaking out of school here. If you know, folks, 
Uh, send me a postcard. Could you? Jamie Lynn Descala, who played Meadow Soprano, and Robert Eiler, who played AJ Soprano, are starting a podcast, kind of like their co-hosts mm. or co-stars, rather. This is uh, Christopher Moltisanti, aka Michael Imperioli. Oh, and Steve Shrippa, aka Bobby Bacala. So oh. it's their their podcast is not. The funny part is the other one is Sopranos related. This one is not. Oh, theirs isn't about, not the, Sopranos? about the Sopranos? See, that's kind of interesting. Jamie Lynn Scala, it's called um, Pajama Pants. And she's like, yeah, Robert and I are best friends. Uh, and it was like, it's just, we're talking about everything. Like what we like to eat and like how like our lives are going. And it's, I think that could go one of two ways. I mean, if they have that that fun brother sister chemistry like they did on the show, they might be enjoyable to listen to. We'll have to find out. I'll check it out because I mean, podcasts are pretty much the last content right now. Yeah, that's, that's regular. That's and, the and funny real. thing, like like the Sopranos guys, and you mentioned, and the Zach Braff and Donald Faison have a Scrubs podcast. That's the move now. Everyone's just like, okay, we'll start a podcast about this show we used to be on. Like, let's all just go for it. Thanks, Kelly. And I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, other ones about lesser-known shows that I just haven't even heard of yet. There's a Wire podcast, I know. Uh, I know. Boring show. One of my buddies was saying he entired every episode of The Wire in quarantine and loved it. Mm. And it's I respect it because it's a, it's a lot of TV. And I'm actually I'm going to start taking the classy route. It's obviously good because so many people like it. It's just not for me. That's sort of what I've been saying because yeah. you can't shit on a show that's that popular. And like, I did watch the first, I've watched the first half of the first season mm. or whatever, the like six or seven episodes, probably six or seven times. I have too. And, and that, I can't get in. That's added to the hatred. And I've tried different episodes from different seasons, but like, I'll turn it on and be like, I saw this and I hated it. And now I'm watching it again. Yeah. Like suffering through the same eps. I like uh, Dominic West a lot too. I watched every yeah. episode of the affair. I think he's awesome. Forgot and about the affair. It's, you can laugh, but it's, it's entertaining. It's fair. And People like it. It's not for me. I'm staying classy over here. This is the new, hoop, the new hoops turning over a new yeah. leaf. You're, I refuse to go that route and become the classy, you know, <laughs> TV aficionado. I'm yeah. still going to be a prick and just shit on stuff. I love asking people what they like about things that they like. What do you, you like about, about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was in stereo. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Scotty. It's not for me, Sweeney, these days. All right. Turning I respect over it. A new leaf. What else we got here? Uh, the trailer for Tenant, the new Christopher Nolan joint. Let's take a stand. Now we really need to reopen theaters, folks. It's it's gotten serious. The, the, the theaters in are in phase four, unfortunately. Fuck. Of the Massachusetts phase system. And you're not talking Charlie about Baker, uh, Marvel, Marvel phase four, which includes Captain America. Um, or what? I'm not. <laughs> Good. But I mean, Tenet looks incredible. Great trailer, incredible trailer. Yeah, it remind it had a Miami Vice feel to it, just a, like a sprawling, cool movie. Yes, done just right. That looks super expensive. More than anything else, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks like a really cool movie, and I like John David Washington and Robert Pattinson a lot. Yes. Robert Pattinson is notably one of my guys. <laughs> Who are your guys? But yeah, it looks incredible. I want to watch it on a big screen. Hopefully that happens. We've been hearing rumblings about the drive-in theaters. Mm. That seems like something that is happening. Kowloon, baby. Yeah. Uh, Kowloon Bay. And I saw 
in other places it's happened. I saw someone posting like showtimes for a drive-in somewhere. So there used to I mean, be a drive-in uh, down near my dad's in Fairhaven, and it's just the sign is left. And he made the joke that we should reopen it, Ooh. and I kind of was like. In. Can we actually do that? Because <laughs> Let's go, that baby. sounds to me like a successful business venture for a whole, because it's the whole South Coast down there. It's Dartmouth, New Bedford, Fairhaven. Like People from the Cape would probably make the drive. It's only about a half hour, 40 minutes from the Cape. Yeah. So to me, it's it would be a draw. You get 100 cars in there, everybody watches a movie on yeah. a big, giant screen. How charming is that? It's awesome. Love what do you think? Do you think they do the FM broadcast still where you can tune it in in your car and hear the movie? Yeah, or even some cooler new Bluetoothy something. To your phone? Yeah. It's got to be, yeah, to the phone. That seems like something. And then it's like all hip and all the kids are like, ooh, let's. Right. It, it could be a whole thing. Whose what phone could... do you use? What if it eats up? Like, what if you can't go on your phone because it's playing the movie? That's. <laughs> I'd be so stressed out if you're like, all right, my phone just died, so we got to use. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. Let's leave. I love that your mind immediately goes to that. <laughs> like, whose phone are we going to use? There's for the, the only time in audio. There's like a for now that we're in quarantine. I'm on my phone more than ever, and it's oh, yeah. I, like during the show, I don't go on my phone anymore because I, I throw it on the bed so I can concentrate. And so this show, I don't go on the phone, and then when I'm doing my live classes or when I'm doing my sessions on FaceTime with my clients. Boom. Those are non-phone times. And I think I need more of them because I do feel good being untethered. Yeah. It is like, it's a whole thing with the phone. I'm awful with it. I haven't even looked at my screen time in weeks because it's just disgusting. I had to disable it. It's, it's, it's legitimately disgusting. One day <laughs> during quarantine, it was over, I think it was 15 hours of screen time. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that where it's just like, Jesus am Christ. I, am I alive? Like, and what's I'm not going watching, on? And I'm not watching stuff on my phone. Yeah, me. That's me. just, pure, it's not like I put it down and watched three episodes of a show, which is like somewhat less pathetic, I guess. Yeah. That's just pure nothing scrolling yeah. reading clips about movies startling intel holy shit from that screen time it's, uh, it's humiliating yeah and when i was single i used to look at like how long i was on tinder just lonely and i mean hey i met lucy love you babe like it worked out but like fuck was that depressing like yeah. oh god i spent three hours today on tinder or whatever the fuck yeah the whole breakdown there's no app where you feel good about how much Never. time you spent on it it's like oh good yeah. at least i did that <laughs> like well at least i spent two hours on the make my dick bigger app <laughs> it's a oh. good app is that a paid app it's 4.99 okay. so it's kind of a commitment that seems worth it mm. but yes we also got some soderbergh news stevie soderbergh famed is he film a friend director. of the show he's a friend of the show I'm a fan of his work, and uh, you know he's like a trailblazer of sorts. Right. He's uh, says sex he's lies and videotape wise. Yes, he's finished three screenplays in quarantine so far, just like we have. We're just churning out scripts over here. Mm. You finished Pill Guys yet? <laughs> yes. Pill Pets, Pill Girls, all done. All done. Okay. All cool. ready to go. We're just waiting for a green light from Disney. Disney is doing this whole very X-rated trilogy, yes. which is very off the beaten path for them, but yeah. we're ready to... We did the deal, and it worked. Yeah. Think Doolittle meets the new Stars TV show Hightown, or something. But yeah, the Soderbergh movies that he wrote, he says one is an original, one is an adaptation of a book, 
And one is a sequel to his debut film that you just mentioned, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which I have never seen. Mm. But you, what was it you were saying, that that movie blazed the trail? Yeah, like that was like the first indie, a lot of people say, because the indie movement of the early 90s with like Richard Linklater and Kevin Smith and all their stuff. I'm having a drink with my dinner. <laughs> Anybody got a problem with that? Great boyhood, boyhood reference. But Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. Sex, Lies, and Videotape came out before all those and is, you know, was made on like a nothing budget. You can tell watching it. That's why I think I turned it on once and was like, did someone just film this with like a vacation camera? Because that's what it looks like. Should we watch it? I feel like we should watch it. I'll give it a watch okay. just for blind spot completionary purposes. But I mean, I'm a Soderbergh guy. I like... He shoots a lot of movies on iPhones. You know, like, he's an older guy now, but he's still trailblazing. Still, like, doing Unsane new cool with, stuff. Um, yeah. What's her face? Claire Phoebe Foy. Phoebe Waller-Bridge or whatever her name is. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He shot yeah, High I liked, Flying Yeah, I liked Bird. Unsane. I thought it was cool. High Flying Bird wasn't great, but he shot that on an iPhone also. And one of his other ones. Uh, he's always the, doing The Florida something. Project. <laughs> but he should just make Ocean's 14. I mean, how fun would that be at this point? You think that it, there's, I don't know if there's any way that it could top Ocean's 8. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just unbeatable. That's why he wouldn't come back. Right, right, right. It's like fucking Gary Ross really showed me up with Ocean's 8. Um, did you notice that Rooney Mara and his wife, or his wife, her husband, Joaquin Phoenix, have a baby on the way? Joaquin. I think they're going to throw us for a loop with a wacky name. Yeah. I'd like to throw my hat in the ring with Agenda Phoenix. <laughs> yes. That's a fun name. Just to go along with, you know, their very left-leaning politics. Mm. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're What do you like about them? They're good actors, but yeah, they're always talking about like goat milk and some sort what do you of like about it? some sort of a kudja. Yeah, they're taking a stand. Take a stand together. It is pretty, pretty much every opportunity. It's pretty twisted of them to have a child in this <laughs> day and age and in this economy, they're having a child. My goodness. Uh yeah, I feel it's not a mat like I know a few people who are pregnant now and my heart goes out to them like but like and you know it's getting better i think imagine like some people had babies in april mm. when it was just peak coronavirus not to do more coronavirus content but i don't know you gotta be i think you gotta be a pretty strong person to get through that i don't like going to the hospital for yeah. a freaking aids test when i'm panicked no, I agree that I feel like a lot of people I know are like pregnant or just had kids recently. It is a, a very trying time for that in particular. And any turkey heads out there going through that, you're stronger than us. And we would actually, if you want to, you know, take some time off after you have the baby, we are offering our babysitting services where we plunk Ooh. the kid down on a chair and just let him watch movies with us. Yeah. And they're going to be pretty weird movies, very explicit. Your kid's going to learn some words, but why not do it with the boys? We put them in a charming, like, kid's version of the clockwork orange machine, <laughs> where it's like little baby glasses. But it's somehow it doesn't hurt, even though it's stretching their eyelids open. Yeah, it's still fun. And they're just watching turkeys all day. That's fun. 
The did you see that the Academy of Motion Pictures is considering postponing the 2021 Oscars? I did. And I think they should just go ahead with them as is with the movies that have been released. Like the categories like best picture nominees, <laughs> Call of the Wild, Capone. <laughs> Best actor goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. Best supporting actor, TJ Miller in Underwater. Best you su- uncancelled me? Yeah. Best actress goes to What's Her Face in The Invisible Man? I don't even know. It would be an unforgettable Oscar. Elizabeth Moss. Yes. I should remember that. I actually like her. You do like her. Invisible Man was okay. Yeah. It would never, ever get nominated, though. That's why it would be so great. And them postponing <laughs> postponing the Oscars would be a terrible tragedy. Like, mm. I need them in February. February is a bad month. It gives us something to look forward to. Yeah. And they said they were changing the rules, so stuff that gets released on streaming can be included, or maybe they'll just cancel it. Who knows? But the Oscars are... You, you know, know, I love kind rules. Kind of ridiculous, anyways. New rules. Just. <laughs> Speaking bang, bang, of politics, bang, bang, did you bang, see bang. that uh, Joe Biden went on Charlemagne the God's show, The Breakfast Club on Sirius XM, and said, <laughs> oh. if you've got a problem deciding whether to vote for me or Trump, this is speaking to the whole audience, by the way. Mm. Uh, if you've got a problem <laughs> with deciding who to vote for, me or Trump, then, you're, then you ain't black. He even said ain't. Like he like put on a little bit of a black scent, just a little like one percent. Oh, black scent, love that. Nothing better. And I, it's he's been the black candidate for forever. Like he's been the guy. Like Trump's. You ain't approved. black. You don't even know my friend Corn Pop or Poppy Joe or I'm completely out to lunch in every way. He's uh, he's like it's funny how little his sport or his handlers are allowing him to talk. Just hmm. in terms of, he whenever he speaks, he says something dumb. Is basically what's happening with yeah, him. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a he's just old. And yeah. when you're old, you can't remember things. And you Simmons say, is old. <laughs> he should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't go home because he hates his wife. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a goddamn yeah. This fall, like we've said already, there. is going to be a nightmare. I can't believe Charlemagne the God is going to be a knife fight. He isn't black anymore <laughs> after Joe Biden's <clears throat> powerful comments. People are probably going to run with that. But yeah, that's ridiculous that that happened. He has more gaffes than Trump, if that's even possible. Trump's just like mean. Joe Biden seems like he's not there. They're only four years apart, too, in age. Terrific. I think fantastic. Trump's 73 and Biden's 77. Oh! Ridiculous. All these old codgers. <laughs> we got what probably else you got? the week's top story. The Snyder Cut of Justice League. The wildly forgettable hodgepodge of a superhero movie from 2017. We're actually in the episode 69 uh, Snyder Cut right now. Yes. With this extended footage. Yes. Joss Whedon took the first half of the show that we tried to do. Yeah, if you want to hear it, I'm going to see if Sam can dig it up later. And you can you can choose which one you like better. Ooh, that sounds fun. I'm pretty sure it's gone forever. <laughs> He's back. But yeah, the Snyder Cut, this has been like... This is like the stuff of legend. People talk about it like it's like a joke since this movie came out. Because 
Zack Snyder directed half the movie, then had to leave because of a personal issue, then just... You mean when his son <laughs> attempted suicide? Yes. Or actually succeeded yes, in suicide? Daughter. A daughter, yes, yes. yes. And then Joss Whedon, who did the Avengers movies, was hired to finish Justice League, which is basically the same movie as the Avengers, just with the DC characters. Huge mistake. It's an awful, like, hodgepodge of a movie where you can tell who did what scene. It's ridiculous. The beauty of them bringing Joss Whedon in, though, instead of keeping Zack Snyder, was that when they needed, they were on set. And they ran out of monitors. They had too many different things going on. Mm. So they just projected an image on Joss Whedon's giant forehead to to really get a good look, to get to the threat of the scene. That's definitely true. That's what happened. But yeah, this is like a big HBO Max. This is one of their their tentpole releases. The actual Snyder Cut is happening, being released at some point in 2021. You said Affleck was tweeting about it? Yes, he's all fired up about it. And he did this whole thing like, I like this version of the movie. Like, this is the one. He's in on this one. Yeah. And uh, he did a whole thing on Kevin Smith's podcast, which it charmed me seeing them having a back and forth again. But yeah, they're spending 20 to $30 million to spruce up uh, Zack Snyder's four-hour rough cut of Justice League. They're not shooting any new scenes. They're just like sprucing it up and, you know, adding some whiz bang special effects, what have you. Mm. Yeah, I'm into that. It's going to be a disaster. As you know, an HBO Max subscriber and can't wait to dive in and pour over all the turkeys starting next weekend, actually. I can't wait until the Snyder Cut's finally released and everyone who's been clamoring for this for years watches it and is like, fuck, this sucks too. I hated it <laughs> because that's exactly what's going to happen. And yeah, Snyder Cut. Sometime in 2021, we'll be getting in there. Did you see Kendall Jenner was ordered to pay $90,000 in a fire Festival lawsuit settlement? Wow. That's... Over her false advertising for the failed Ja Rule Billy <laughs> McFarland uh, festival that never happened. It sounds like a 69th episode miracle right there. Makes me real happy. Love to see it. I don't it. have a problem with the Kardashians, but that Billy McFarland guy seems like the world's biggest tool. Literally He's... no one worse. Yeah, and watching that documentary, yeah, like he was a guy who had some power for like a brief period and just seemed like such a douche about it. Just like the most unlikable guy you've you could see in a doc. He just like seems that. like a guy who was a dork his whole life and then he fell into some family money and kind of spun it into some shitty businesses that he used to trick people. I think he had some other business that was literally stealing from people in some capacity. It was like a a betting company where you uh, online gambling and people would Ooh. send in money and they just kept it or something. And there was like a way of making people think they lost. I don't even know. I, I'm speaking out of school. It was in one of the documentaries, but yeah. he just seems sure they had all sorts of schemes yeah. like that, that would just, well, he got in trouble and he, he was going to, I think he was in jail for a bit real quick for whatever. And then he got out and was awaiting trial for the fire festival thing. And then he had some other scheme that popped up and they were like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And he had all these wire fraud uh, convictions. And then they just threw him away for six years. Seems so exhausting having like multiple schemes all fueling each other. And they're all like garbage. Right. If you just want to live a little bit above, like a lot above your means as a worthless piece of garbage, you have to just jump through hoops, I guess. Yeah. 
And also, I saw Snyder Cut wise, Paul Fee came out and like <laughs> was such a buzzkill. Everyone's talking about the Snyder Cut. Oh, no, Paul Fee. And he's like, hey guys, there's a three and a half hour cut of Lady Ghostbusters that I'm dying to release. You know, he's trying to get like Sony or whatever company oh, owns it to to pony up the dough for such a director's cut. And everyone's just like, uh, we're good. No thanks. We're good on that that very unfortunate movie. That uh Yeah, that'll never happen. I no. don't imagine. No, no, no. That was a a bomb. Big bomb. He had nothing to do with the new Ghostbusters that's supposed to come out in August and is now corona shelved, or yeah. did he? No. That was yeah, this they is like a wiped whole new th- him completely and said, let's take another swing at a exactly. Ghostbusters reboot. They're like, that didn't happen. Forget with men, about with that. With men in it. Yeah. So that's doubly why they'll never be like, check out this like super duper cut of Lady Ghostbusters. They, they just want that forgotten. They're like, we have a fun one coming out. Also, is Michael B. Jordan going to be Scarface in this reboot we made fun of last week? Or is that an, like an Instagram rumor? I think that's a rumor. It I don't, doesn't seem real. Yeah, I don't think that's true. That seems like bad casting. I'm not loving that. Yeah, he's fine, but he's not, not, not in that. Yeah. What else you got? Do you see that Dana White is building a private island to legally do UFC fights called Fight Island? Um, are you? When are you going to go back for that card that yeah. you've been going for <laughs> in the middleweight category? Scotty's got his dukes up. I'm roaring to Fight Island. Would you fight Conor McGregor for five hundred bucks? Five hundred? Mm. I mean, I feel like he'd get a lot more for this fight. He's not paid at all. You're oh, paid okay. five hundred. He gets nothing. I'd need a little more 5, because 000. I don't feel like I would be the victor of this fight. I'd fight Conor McGregor for five thousand dollars. Five thousand? How bad? How badly is he really going to hurt me? It's I, probably just one knockout. Is right? it like, in an octagon yes, and like televised yes. the whole deal? Uh, not televised, but okay. everyone you've ever met is in the in the, in the arena. Fuck. <laughs> and just, no one I'm records just, it, so there's no record. I'm just it. imagining him punching me in the face, me shitting my pants in the octagon in front of everyone I know. Dude, Sounds you'd good. Shit? Probably. Mm-hmm. Seems like something that would happen. Like a big frozen pizza dump into your shorts <laughs> that say like enough the podcast on the seat. Yes, I, I do have enough the podcast undies. Fans, if you'd like a pair, email us. I yeah, man, that'd be so humiliating. Yeah. I don't, but, yeah. But what if, like, by chance you got off a good punch and, and, he, and he got knocked out? You have, there's really nothing to lose beyond, like, if he horribly broke your nose or something. Yeah. And the clout I could get from it. Or not clout, but just I could ride the wave of getting beaten up by Conor McGregor into something. Yeah, that'd be a thing. I could make something happen from that. He's not a very big guy, but he's very, like, he's the guy in terms of ultimate fighting. He's actually, I'm not a, the biggest UFC guy, but he's very good at shit talking. Yes. Like getting people fired up and like people either love or despise him. Yeah, he got me to watch him fighting Floyd Mayweather because they're the two biggest shit talkers in, in their respective industries. Yeah. And I remember that. It was three years ago or two years ago, whatever. Yeah. Super interesting. And I don't give a shit about sports or boxing or UFC. Same. I just loved it. it yeah. was, and I watched almost all of it. But it, it seems smart, this this private island, Fight Island. More Dang. like Doe Island. Dana White has more money. money than pretty much anybody I can think of off the top of my head, except for the obvious Bezos and those guys. Yeah. Speaking of Doe, Joe Rogan just signed with Spotify the other day. How about that? He will be a Spotify exclusive starting at the end of the year. 
They're really making a lot of power plays over there at Spotify. They gave them a hundred million. Oh, I, did they? I read, yeah. I didn't even read the and figures. If, well, if you look at the, their their stock prices went up. I saw someone do the math. It, mm. it, their valuation of the company went way, way, way up as a result of Rogan coming over. Mm. So most people online are speculating that he probably could have leaned in and gotten like a hundred and fifty million. You know, which That's big maybe dough. maybe not, but a hundred million dollars is probably just enough. You know, I'm sure he's. And then he's still going to be making. I think he makes thirty million a year as is yeah, off of advertising because he does a lot of ads right up top. Isn't it funny how he exists and makes a hundred million dollars to switch networks and gets paid thirty million dollars in endorsements per year, mm. and he gets to interview like Obama and Elon Musk and all these other giant fucking names. Yeah, and we're in my kitchen on equipment that I purchased on Amazon and like the show gets accidentally deleted and we have to start over from the beginning and we have 17 listeners. I mean, we're living the dream over here. He's unhappy. He has it all. We we're better underdogs. over here. Underdog central. That's all I got for news. What else you got? I'm sure you have more. I saw Netflix and Adam Sandler have found their next film. I saw that too, actually, yeah. He will star in a movie called Hustle, co-starring LeBron James. LeBron James is producing it, I read. Oh. Which is even sillier. Interesting. Which just means he threw a bunch of money at it, because it's not like LeBron James, like, behind the camera, just to me, is unfathomable. Yeah. I'm already tired of him in front of the camera. Like, Space Jam 2 hasn't even come out yet, but it's just like, I don't know. No, that'll be bad. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And it's just, he's better than Michael Jordan, acting-wise, but not much better. It's like, why is he getting so much acting work? Yeah, he's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, uh, he, I mean, yes, he's probably one of the most talented athletes who's ever lived, but like, he has... Pretty much the world by the tail. Like you yeah. got that HBO show, mm. The Shop, which is actually all right. You get to be in Trainwreck. He's gotten now he's producing stuff. He's in, yeah, he's in it's space. enough. It's just he's everywhere. And him he's, and Sandler, I'm not liking that duo wise. He probably not, makes twenty million dollars a year just from Sprite alone. <laughs> Sprite, crisp, delicious. But him and Sandler, duo, fun. I'm not getting a fun vibe from that duo. But who knows? I also saw Michael Bay is set to produce Songbird, a pandemic thriller set two years in the future where the pandemic has not gone away and lockdowns have been rolled back and then reinstated. Production will begin within five weeks. Boo! (laughs) As I've said countless times at this point, by the time all these movies come out, Corona stuff is going to be the last thing anyone wants to watch. Yeah, that's um, I've had it already. Anything shot in like a FaceTime-like capacity involving coronies, it's in the obits. Done. Don't do it. Stop it. Red light. A red light. And speaking of red lights, Mindy Kaling has signed on to write the script for Legally Blonde 3. Are you fired up? She's starring in it too. I'm sure she'll eke her way into it. Yeah, How could she not, right? Does anyone like Mindy Kaling? I do. (laughs) What? (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> I watched so much of the Mindy Project. Oh, I forgot. It. I watched some of it. and Just for Messina. Yeah, I'll blame. It actually did have some good sidecars. Ike Barinholtz was funny. Adam Pally was funny on that no, show. No, I, I don't hate Mindy Calling. I know a lot of people do. I thought, I'm I, just, not a, I don't know. I, I get the appeal of, of hating her. 
I just feel like she gets unlimited chances to do like whatever she wants, even though everything, almost everything she's in is a bomb. She is a turkey maker. Yeah. Like that movie, that late night movie with her and Emma, what's her face that no one on earth has seen. I don't even know what you're talking about. I think it's just called late night. It's such like a generic nothing of a movie. It barely happened. And I'm proving your point by having no idea of its existence. Yeah. Like she just gets too many chances. Although I did enjoy that show she produced on Netflix, that new show, never have I ever that like teen show, but she just produced it. Just put money into it. Yeah, exactly. Her in front of the camera. Huge mistake. Mm. Um, What else do we got here? Tom Hanks's Greyhound, a movie that was set for theaters in the fall, will now release on Apple TV Plus in the next couple of weeks. What is it? A war movie where yes, he gets coronavirus <sighs> and then his son is a fucking idiot on the Internet. That would be better than this. This is a submarine movie. Oh, which fans will remember. Fucking fuck is in the obits never make a movie in a submarine they're claustrophobic slogs i can't think of one good one <laughs> hate them all but yeah this is you're an apple plus guy i this am all... i am i still have to finish defending jacob and uh did you watch that episode of that ravens what is that show oh the ravens claw mythic quest with yeah. uh what's this uh the guy from Always Sunny. I want to get it. Rob McElhenney. There it is. Um, I haven't watched it yet. They released a special like quarantine episode. Everyone said it's like the best episode of the show, but we'll find out soon. Ooh, a third mic just roared in. Oh, uh, hello, Megan. Hey, Meg. Oh, rascal. Of course, she's more fired up than ever. Hmm. She's um, back. Megan, sit. Hey, sit. But so rude, Megan. We got Fifty Cent has a new book. Seems like a good audio book for you. Vuvu. Goes give us a curse. It's called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Sit. He's all about that hustle. I feel like I don't do enough hustling. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to get. I'm gonna. Maybe I'll read this. Maybe that's where. That'll be what teaches you to hustle. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. A little. Megan just got back from her walk. She's roaring around. I wish 50 Cent had died trying. But that's just um, me. <laughs> cheapy, cheapy. Those nine bullets just taking them out. I don't, yeah, I don't really have... I like 50. I've watched every episode of Power. I will continue to watch the whatever power they pull out. The, like, power, <laughs> the, the book of power this summer that was supposed to come out. I'm Ooh. sure they never filmed it. Oh, yeah, there was. I remember hearing about that. Like a Mary J. Blige spinoff. We made fun of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's all we got for now. You know what I want to get into right now? I've been chomping at the bit is to get into my shots. Ooh. Yeah, I think you have a lot this week. Let's do yours first because I have too many. Okay. I, excuse me. I watched, no, I shut Maleficent 2, which is now on Disney+. You just fucking... Lurking around Disney Plus because you have nothing else to watch. Jesus Christ, I do, that's depressing. I do hang out in the Disney Plus You're over lobby. there more than I am. I mean, I can be found there. But yeah, this is a sequel that doesn't exist to a movie that doesn't exist. Have so you seen like, the first one? I don't even think so. I just put it on because it was new. And I was like, maybe this will be dope, like somehow. I feel like that's like a, for bitchy young girls in training. 
is what those movies are written about. Well, yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Like, do kids like these movies? Like, I watched some of it, and it's like, this is just such a poorly made, like, it's worse than that Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton, or that Oof. Oz movie with James Franco. Oh. These movies, they just have, like, colorful little, like, creatures zipping around, doing nothing. <laughs> They're just, like, screensavers. It's ridiculous. I hate my father. I hate and my life. But I feel great, man. Halfway through watching it, I legitimately said out loud to myself, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and turned it off <laughs> and added it to my shuts. That's I, awesome. I was really like, it, it was like a whole thing. And then I like went for a long walk. It, it spurred like, I was like, I need to change my ways. Everything's fucking, I'm losing it over here. And then you came home and watched another one. Yes. And then I also shut The Eddie, that Damien Chazelle Netflix show. Too snoozy, too oh, jazzy. Oh, jazz show? Yeah. Yes. It's in other languages. They're just playing like never-ending jazz songs. If you like jazz... <laughs> if you like jazz, it's probably a goddamn grand slam. But If you do like jazz, what do you like about it? Yeah. Some jazz is okay. No, I like jazz too, actually. I, I'll sometimes put it on in the background. Like, it's good. Jazz is one of those... I need to find someone I like, and then I can listen to all their stuff, because jazz... I only know what I like when I hear it. I don't know, like, different kinds right, right, of right. jazz. It's a whole thing going on with that. But, yeah, the Eddie is too boring, and I also shut off the Haulers. This John Krasinski vehicle from, like, 2016 that you probably haven't even heard of because I barely had. Nope. He's out. Although some good news is coming back, his web show. <laughs> Are you excited about that? That's some bad news, if you ask me. <laughs> but, yeah, the Haulers, it's this movie. <clears throat> it's him... Like, Krasinski starring in it with Anna Kendrick, and you got Richard Jenkins, some other fun sidecars, completely wasting this good cast. This movie, like, John Krasinski was in Zach Braff territory before he made A Quiet Place. This movie, The Haulers, it's, it's like a weird, like, basically a remake of Garden State, about just, like, one of those movies where a guy's, like, back in his hometown, like, reconnecting with everybody and just being like, wow, like, this is weird. It's just, Ugh. it was awful. Donald Cried is the only one of those movies that I like. Yeah, that's a great one. Because <clears throat> that, that's almost like making fun of that kind of movie. It's and like, uh, Young Adult. Young Adult also very strong. Those are good. Now good that we polls. say this out loud, I actually like that category of movies. Yeah, you're kind of changing my. Maybe I. What's just that one with like, Adam Pally? That one's good too. I don't even hate Garden State. Yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> cheesy. I got to be honest with you. I'm not with you here. I like that genre. Okay, I think it's funny. We're back. Lonesome Jim, another good one. Yeah, I just actually, pulled. I just pulled I out that. four. Yeah. Okay, so maybe just this one is like <laughs> the bad. Let's make a list of these. These are good. Yeah, this is the bad apple in a. As we're learning, surprisingly decent subgenre of underdogs. I, I get back it. Home. I get it, though. It's if it's done. It's a. This is how to put it. It's a phenomenal genre that hmm. can be done very poorly. Yeah. It's not like you know, this a is, heist movie where it's like you're gonna you know, there it can go any. The, a heist movie can be either really horrible or really good. This yeah. is like this is one of those movies. It you could tell. It wanted to be like a hilarious, heartwarming indie so bad, it felt like it was like grown in a lab. 
It just wasn't a real movie. Like after 2008 or whatever, 14 different versions of Juno came out. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's just like, this wasn't, this was nobody's passion project. They were just like, we got all this shit. You want to do this? Here you go. Could ya? But yeah, that's the haulers. I don't recommend it. Mm. Turkey. Hit me. Hit me with your shots. I got to, I'm just going to speed round because mine are much more numerous in white lines that new cocaine show on netflix that was out of here paradise hills with emma roberts mm. horrible anything with john carroll lynch and matthew baumer uh in drag oh which is funny because john carroll lynch was in drag and drew carey so i was like this is a fun oh yeah flip maybe that's his thing charlie He's says good. that movie about charles manson which i actually almost considered buying and now it's free on prime and i hated it Ooh. William Fickner's directorial debut, Cold Brook, which I think I've shot twice now. I was going to say, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> Pain and Glory with Antonio Banderas that was nominated for every Oscar under the sun and won almost nothing. Oh, um, that? You shot that? I did. That? What'd you like about it? I didn't. I haven't seen oh, it okay. yet. But... It's on Prime now if you want to watch it. Yeah, I'll give that a go. I, I only watched about 10 minutes of that. It's not fair. I was mostly just not in the mood for subtitles. But I got to include it. I shut it off. Yeah. No, that's... That's understandable. I got 40 to 50 minutes into A Million Little Pieces, which is the movie based mm. on that book that everyone debunked and proved the guy was lying about everything. Yeah. About Hazelden, the rehab facility that I've actually been to. And I was also in their halfway house. So I was in the Hazelden system for six months. Ooh. I put this movie on and within five minutes. I was like, nope, that was not filmed in Minnesota, nor was it filmed in a rehab center at all. It was actually the, they filmed the entire movie in Pomona, California. That would be funny if they demanded to film at actual Hazelton. Yeah, like everybody, clear out all these junkies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Get out Sorry. of here. We need to film a movie. I stepped on you. I just liked it so much. He's in. Um, Trial by Media, which is some new Netflix documentary about like some creepy guy who... I've was, seen that pop up. It just was boring. I don't know. Maybe it was... And I shut off... Speaking of documentary shots, I shut Ooh. off Cracked Up, the Daryl Hammond story. Mm. Realized he's not very interesting and I don't care about Saturday Night Live characters. Rise of Skywalker, which is the worst Star Wars movie on Earth, and it's super bad. Um, I, I kind of watched... I was flipping through it because they put that back on mm. Disney+. Plus. Maybe the most uninspired, big-budget blockbuster i've ever seen in your whole life yeah like except for maybe like a transformers movie like transformers four or five those are worse but this as far as like movies it's a piece of shit yeah i hated everything about it it's terrible i shut off suburg uh that movie about the french act french american actress Mm, played by Kristen stewart who was involved in the black panther movement in the 60s it when was, I think Black Panthers, I think Kristen Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> like who who did this is basically the should be the review, yeah. and it got a thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably deserved a fourteen percent. Ooh, uh, Goldfinch, the movie with um, what's his face Anton? No, uh, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. Yeah, yes. yeah. I really don't like him. In yeah, he's anything. not great. He just has a face that you want to punch. Hey, it's me, baby driver. Hey, what's up, I'm guys? Like cool and I stuff. posted nudes for charity. Yeah, he does. He's just a sea socks. Yeah. Um, and he, then a movie on Shutter that I don't remember the name of. Ooh. And I have one obit. Hit me. Do you have an obit? I don't. I, I think I have. I tucked one or two into my reviews, but yeah, I can't remember. I have an official obit for people both. I've seen this on Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. and like worked its way into 
you know, Daily Show, those kind of things or whatever. People comparing the coronavirus pandemic to an episode of Black Mirror. Like, oh, when is this episode going to end? Or this is the worst episode I've ever seen. It's yeah. not funny. It's not clever. It's not original. Yeah. It doesn't, like, you know, make light of the situation in a way that makes me feel better about it. It's just stupid, and I've had enough of it. I even saw, you probably saw too, the creator of Black Mirror, Charlie Booker, said, like, the world is too bleak for new episodes of Black Mirror right now. And it's just like, come on. You know what? We can handle it. <laughs> like, you're saying we can't handle a TV show? With like a zany sci-fi concept, just give us a show. Yeah, yeah, we could seem like a cop out. The last time they got new episodes, I had food poisoning, and I had to, and I was like, I really got to see this. Hmm. So I watched the entire run of the fifth season, fifth season, or sixth, fifth, I think, with with food poisoning. So I could barely even enjoy it. I had like the volume up really loud as I'm in the other room vomiting. Mm. That's all I got though. I could use a little break, a roo. Yeah, you want a break for a minute? Come back. Folks, we'll be right back. We're going to go watch, what is it, Love Story? The Lovebirds, the Ugh. new Netflix original Jesus starring Christ. Kumail Nanjiani and right. Issa Rae from director Michael Showalter. We'll be Him right I like. Back. All right, we'll be right back. Ba-ba. Wow. Just like that, we're back. We just watched The Lovebirds, new Netflix original. It was a movie that was supposed to be released in theaters, but... Excuse me. But now it's a Netflix original. And it's from Michael Showalter, who I'm a big fan of. He directed The Big Sick, and... Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah. That's the the connection that makes sense. The Kumail. He also directed a little scene indie underdog called the baxter which i'm a big fan of g is a classic is the only bit i can think of when i think of that movie when he was in when he's reading the dictionary yes yeah yeah like he meets a girl who's also reading the dictionary it's like one of those they're making fun of rom-coms when it also is a rom-com which he's kind of doing in this movie the lovebirds the uh this had a very uh date night or game night feel to it both of those are valid i would say it's more more game night yeah but it's the date night premise like right it actually had a cool setup i'm all pouched over here they uh they're a couple they establish their relationship they're like in a rut and they're they basically break up and then something crazy happens and they have to go on this like adventure to an unintentionally embroiled murder mystery Ooh, is what <laughs> imdb says that's much better than what i would have said that's yeah. very well put it uh i loved the beginning i thought it started off super strong mm. i would refer to this as like i said top heavy like yes. it, it starts off fast there's no build and then yeah i was loving it the first yeah. half i was like this is actually funny like they did that middle build which i hate yeah, things slowed a bit. Just do no build. We don't need any build. They did. They like paused it after a half hour and just said, like, here's where we're going to establish some more stuff for you to feel. Yeah, everything was like really cooking. They had the pacing on lock, and then yeah, they the movie kind of like hits a wall with like. It's as a, if someone else stepped in and was writing it wrong or something. Mm. You hate to see a lull like that mm. because it is good in general. And you got Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae as the stars of this movie. 
who I was worried about. I'm not a big fan of either of them, but they were kind of great in this. Good duo, good, good chemistry. Duo. They were bipping and bopping together very well. I don't know. I dug it. The, uh, what the yeah, I don't want to like give away the whole. Yeah, movie, I was but. I was looking at my notes and I'm like, I wrote down some spoilers <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, Anna Camp is in this briefly. There's this is like a sidecar parade yeah. basically. She's from Pitch Perfect, as you pointed out, and there's the guy from Boardwalk Empire who I don't even know his name, and it just. It's it's uh, it's worth watching. It's on Netflix. It could have been in theaters. Um, there's a few lines that made me laugh out loud. I I thought it got a little campy at times. Yeah, like it has a very silly, unrealistic plot, but it's kind of it's just one of those movies. Like the laughs are there, so you forgive it for being very ridiculous. And I missed it. Did they end up as a couple at the end? Not I mean, really. I don't want to spoil it for the fans, the hangtimers who are just about to take in this masterpiece of cinema. Yeah. But yes, it is a rom-com and things that <laughs> Who are the hang timers? They're I'm gonna I'm gonna unless they listen to the show as well, they're out. Yeah, they're in. Everybody's in. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah. It's not there's a couple parts that could be spoiled, I suppose. It um my main takeaway is it's a comedy. I soured on it. I don't know what happened. I was loving it. Yeah, I thought did. it was awesome. And I just, <laughs> it's like somebody flipping a fucking, I'm real. I'm a tough critic. I'm an asshole. And it just, I, they, it oh. lost me. I have a bad taste in my mouth all of a sudden. Hmm. I don't know what happened. Cause I, I was like, I literally wrote down, I'm loving this. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-ba>, <laughs> which which I do here. to remind myself of, of when I, I'm yeah. like, you liked this, don't like. <laughs> you're like the guy in Memento, only you're trying to remember that you can like things. Funny. <laughs> like, That's good. Leonard. Lenny. But yeah, I... Yeah, it's a comedy. It made me laugh. Most comedies these days, like... No. I'm like, are they even trying to do jokes? Like, where are the jokes? I see it as if you're going to watch a quick 88-minute movie or 87-minute movie. Nice and lean. Right. I'll give it's it a that. good, like, are we going to watch something tonight kind of movie, and you just throw it on after dinner and, like, put it on Saturday night, boom, what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. And it's fine. I don't know. Uh, C. I'll give it a C. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a B, maybe a B minus, but a B. I enjoyed it. Mm. The laughs were there. B is strong. And yeah, Michael Showalter, he's the guy he co-wrote Wet Hot American Summer, which is a classic if you've never seen that, folks. Did he write this too? No. He did not? No. I kept, I was keeping my eye on that to see if he got even like a story by credit. It was just a a whole bunch of other people. Although I'm sure he did, you know, some rewrites. You're directing a movie. He just, they're weird with credits for everything. It's a whole thing. Kumail is probably oh, the guy who said, hey, we got to get Michael to direct this. Because I feel like he's the one with the juice. If you look at everybody in, across the board. It was probably like a package deal. Like, we're getting, we're reuniting the big sick team. Like, right. here we go. I think they do that a lot. when they anything have brought back Ray Romano. Oh, hey. <laughs> he's working on Paddleton too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see it. I would too. Isn't he dead? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. No, he's not. Um, so that's Lovebird or The Lovebirds on Netflix. Yes, kind of a generic title. As we were discussing while watching, I feel like it had a different title. It did I gotta look it up now? They always change the name for every movie, like right at the zero hour. Capone was supposed to be called Fonzo, 
And they were just like, no one knows what this is. It's Capone. <laughs> but yes. What else have we been watching? I watched uh, Color Out of Space, a Nick Cage vehicle that I think you shut a few did, yeah, weeks shot ago. It. Didn't do it for this, me. This is one of those, everyone was like, this is like a real Nicolas Cage movie, not one of his straight to Amazon Prime. They shot it in two afternoons, turkeys. But I don't know, I couldn't really get into this. It was, you know, like a weird sci-fi based on a HP Lovecraft book. Everyone's like, oh, yes, it's a masterpiece. I hated it. Yeah, I thought it was confusing and boring. Yeah. It gave me an idea for an obit, though. They have a scene in this movie where someone goes, hey, I didn't get your name. Then the other person pauses, makes a cheeky face, and says, I didn't give it. And I was like, what year are we in? (laughs) Like... A movie I don't like do- that one bit. I've not. Heard, I don't. I don't know if I've heard that, but that sounds terrible. You've definitely heard that. The like, like, you know. I can't think of another example. That's Maybe the so "I didn't get your name" part I've heard. Yeah, and then they say something. something I didn't sassy. get it. Yeah, some variation of "I right. didn't tell you." We're having a a saucy back and forth. Yeah, I don't like that. But yeah, Nick Cage is just, you know. I can picture the people directing this movie going like, it'll be funny because you're Nicolas Cage. Like you're yelling and shooting alpacas with a shotgun while crying. It's like, okay, Nicolas Cage yelling, like doesn't hit like it used to. It's, it's a joke now. Everyone's in on the thing. Yeah. He's become, I I love Nicolas Cage without any irony. And he's sort of become a parody of himself. Yeah, it's the thing people go like, oh, he's going like full cage when he just like starts yelling and tearing stuff apart. It's like, no, you're... Are they referring to like Port of Call, Bad Lieutenant or something? Exactly, yeah. yeah like yeah. any movie that has a scene where he like loses it. Mandy has a couple. My Mandy? Mandy's kind of a one and done too. I liked Mandy. I bought Mandy. I thought it was super interesting. And then I tried to watch it again. I was like, eh, Okay. Yeah, I wonder how I'd feel about it if I watched it again. I really enjoy like it. it. Yeah. It's still like you don't dislike it. It's just it's not gonna grab you. But yeah, color out of space. It had some cool like gore moments and kills, but overall just kinda boring for me. Didn't love it. It's now on iTunes and such. What have you been watching? Uh, literally nothing except for like ninety day fiance and just other trash. What about some Aunt Adam Sandler vehicles? I think you took Oh in? Jesus. We gotta talk about that now. I watched Jack and Jill. <laughs> we get your, to talk about on, that now. <laughs> I watched Jack and Jill at your suggestion. Thank you for taking and that then, recommendation. And and then um what was I gonna say? Jack and Jill and then what was the other one? Just go with it. Just go with it sucks, by the way. You just went with it? I did. Well, literally, like, Stars was playing um, Jack and Jill, which I did on purpose. Wow. Which is very funny and campy and silly, and we discussed it a few weeks ago. Al Pacino's Finest Hour, the whole deal. Agreed, yeah, it's number one. Yeah. And then it just said, like, Stars will do, like, what Hulu does, where it just starts playing something else, which I actually like, because it's, you can maybe guess for me. Yeah. And, like, one out of every ten times, you just keep going. Hmm. And I kept going, and I was like, all right, so another Sandler movie, sort of the same guts of... <laughs> it was like forgetting Sarah Marshall, basically, which every movie tries to redo. It was literally in Hawaii. Although yeah. I think Just Go With It was before forgetting Sarah Marshall, wasn't it? No. I'm going to say no. No, because Just Go With It's 2000... 
I'm going to guess 2011. This is, this is worth looking up. Because Jack oh. and Jill is 2011. <laughs> I love the idea of you just being fed like a never-ending stream of Sandler movies. You were <laughs> like, right, 2011. Like, just go with it ends. And then they're like, how about The Longest Yard? You're like, sure. <laughs> I was right, too, though. Jack and Jill and Just Go With It came out in 2011. How about and Air forgetting Heads Sarah next. Marshall was, what, 2008? Yeah, I like that guess. Although I'm, I might say 07. I'm going to say... <laughs> Folks, do you love our, our new mini game where we try to guess? Can you guess? tell we don't have a lot going on this week? Where <laughs> <laughs> we just try to guess? It was 08. Um, Ooh, fuck. So, what but else? But yeah, that movie, that's him and Aniston, right? Yes. In Just Go With It. Them... Uh, the electric chemistry that they reprised in uh, the Netflix original Murder Mystery, which I believe is getting their, a sequel. They just really love working together, I their guess. Their chemistry is okay. Mm. It's, like, unbelievable, but... I've seen better duos. They're not a great I duo. I think Kumail and Issa Rae were a better duo than yeah. them. The male-female duo is sometimes hard to pull off. Like, yeah. two guys, you can make them, like, oh, let's just make fun of each other, and then it's fine, but... Yeah, the chemistry thing... With uh, when it's like a romance angle at all, it either yeah. works or it doesn't. Because well, you want it to be like a couple that you want to watch, and yeah. a, or a couple that you'd like to be a part of, or whatever. And to watch like a man and a woman, like like Tom Cruise is notorious for being a bad half of a couple, in my opinion. With any woman, he's any time there's a, a love interest, it doesn't seem real at all. Yeah, you're right. That's not really his thing. No, he doesn't excel at that. I love Jerry Maguire, but the whole point of Jerry Maguire is that they're not compatible. Yeah. That they don't make sense together. And yeah. that's why it was so great. I'm trying to think of other examples. That's a good pick. Yeah, you wouldn't think he wouldn't be good at that. He's a very much standalone guy. He can take any movie and, you know, except for like his early stuff, like where he's like in The Outsiders. Yeah. Before like, he was Tom Cruise and he was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Right. Like, he just takes, I'm, I'm the show. takes the reins and it's over. Yeah. But uh, we also watched a movie on Amazon Prime. I watched it at your recommendation. It's you called it, huh? Mom, which stands for Mothers of Monsters. Horrible title. Not Monsters of Mayhem, which I thought it was. <laughs> Remember that dope band? Uh, Methods of Mayhem, the, yes, the Tommy Lee side project. That's what I was going for. Uh, that would have been a really funny Fuck. joke. Damn it! I, th I was wondering. You forget that you're with a Tommy Lee head over here. Fuck. I follow him on Instagram. I'm a big fan. <laughs> He's now married to a Vine star, Brittany Furlon. That's true. Um, I think those crazy kids are gonna make it. You didn't get creeped out by this movie. You didn't find it eerie. No. Nothing, huh? This is one of those movies. It's Fuck. a classic. Mother has a feeling their child is a murderer. Movie. It's Did like you, the Babadook or... We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like meets paranormal activity. It's shot in a, you know, in the found, found footage, footage way. Yeah. And they actually thought it was a clever setup where the, they present it as the woman is making these videos to show you why she thinks her son is all messed up. I just thought it was like a clever way to get into that plot. And I'm surprised more movies don't shoot movies like that, just like budget-wise. It's a really cheap way to... Because, <clears throat> you know, they're just... They just have a nice camera, just plop it in the corner of a room, and then they just have her and her son poorly acting through the... I don't know. She she really goes for it. Yeah. I'm Plus, surprised, like... Her part wasn't great. The kid is very hateable. 
which I found interesting. I'm just surprised every like fourth horror movie doesn't have isn't shot like this because it seems like something you could knock out in like an afternoon. It's lazy. Yeah, you're right. But the main kid was an awful actor. I need a store bought cheeseburger. (laughs) And I don't even notice the acting unless someone is like really going for it or they're really bad. He was both. Yeah. Like most people in stuff I watch are just believable, which is good enough. As long as you're not questioning it, it's fine. But everyone in this was pretty bad acting wise, especially the main kid. And it was making me like unintentionally laugh. Like for a second, I was like, did Ank tell me to watch this as like a test? Is this like a bit watch? No, I actually liked it. No, <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> I was questioning it that like Reveal. much later. I couldn't even, I didn't finish it. Oh, man. I Yeah, yeah I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought it was super interesting. Wow. Turkey Boys, Turkey yeah. Boys divided. I guess I, I can, like, look at it now and be like, yeah, I guess it was kind of dumb. Yeah, but it's fine. I don't want to change your mind. I just. That's no, all right. I cut you off the knees almost every week. I, I deserve it. It's <laughs> one of those things. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you like about it? Hit me. Wow. Uh, what did you surprise, like about it? That's you. Um, you know what? I, that does feel good to say. What you like about it? It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I get yeah. why you do it. I hate so many movies, and I liked this one. And I even recommended it on my Instagram story. And now I'm like, I hope not that many people saw it because I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> but delete it. Take it down. Delete that post. I didn't save it in my archive. Um, Maybe we become TV guys at this I, moment in time? I don't see why we wouldn't do that. I just have one more thing. Ooh. You see any of this Michael Jordan documentary everyone's going wild about? No, I didn't. <laughs> Swish is this old, dirty, <laughs> shitty tasting, homemade fucking liquor. Barely, oh, fucking barely get her in there, but my fuck, does it ever get you some drunk? Nice big clip. What a fun Trailer Park Boys succession mashup. I Beautiful. feel like there'd be that'd be an interesting take. Yeah. Like they're all in the family like and they Ricky, have lots of dough. We got all this dough. <laughs> Who are we doing this segment for? <laughs> Any TPB fans out there? Just us. Um, but yeah, maybe we should be sports guys and watch the Michael Jordan documentary. I've been thinking about it, but it's... don't succumb to the peer pressure, the television <laughs> peer pressure. You're better than that. You already did Tiger King. Like you're fuck. He's right. You're better than this. And I feel like everyone's over it. By the time I finished it, no one would be talking about it. You'd anymore. finish it. Right, at your pace, which would be someone who doesn't watch basketball, who barely knows who Michael Jordan is and doesn't give a shit. And you'd watch it slowly, and then by the time you were done, it would not even be in the zeitgeist anymore. Yeah. And it's like 10 hours. Oh. It's like, why don't you trim that down to a cool 80 minutes? Yeah, everybody raving, through. oh, the dance, the last dance. I can't wait to it's like, sink my teeth in. I bet they don't spend any time on him botching those Gatorade commercials, which is frankly <laughs> all that I'm interested in. That's all he ever did, as far as I'm concerned. I believe there's a theory that he murdered his own father. Yeah, or I bet. Was a port was like responsible for his father's death. I've due heard to his that massive gambling addiction. So that would be the movie I'd want to watch. Yeah, I bet they skate over that because that's like gritty, and this Definitely. is celebrating his sportsdom. But yeah, that I would watch. A nice bitches leave. <laughs> Ooh, bitches leave. Is that new? Yeah, beautiful. It's a hot one. Um, I just been waiting all day to use it. I didn't have a good time. But I watched, uh, we're on episode two of the Mark Ruffalo, the Dual Ruffalo show on HBO. I know this much is true. 
You just you, you put my brother in a cage. And <laughs> just you gotta let him out. Ooh, thanks, Ruffalo. Is my boys. Ruffalo back? I don't. I feel like I lost it. I had it like two hours ago. Yeah, it was hotter earlier. It'll be back. Yeah, of course. When I have a microphone in front of me, it's dead. <laughs> I think I'm done with the show, oh, and no. I think that I prefer Run. What do you think with Dom Gleason? <clears throat> I've got to go. We're done. <laughs> Scott's here. taking off his headphones, and it's over. I mean, I, just when I thought I couldn't possibly be more in on this show, they bring my girl Imogen Poots on board, or however you say her. Her as the love interest? Not very believable. No. Ruffalo's probably got her by... 30 years. 18 years, at least. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this is... The latest episode's rated TVMA for showing Mark Ruffalo's pubes. And like the base of his penis. Yeah. I was There was a scene where they were both in the bathroom. I was like, all right, maybe we'll get to see Imogen here. Oh, nope. It's Mark Ruffalo's bush and the base of his dick. I had the same thing. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, I need a warning before I see something. That so- base? Yeah. Did you see the base? I mean, the base was there. <laughs> I was thinking, at least show us the whole penis so we can see what he's got going on. Yeah. It was a good base, though. Nice and firm. <laughs> The Ruffalo Soldier. The, uh, yeah, this show's losing me. The show, it's a 90s period piece, which I like. I'm surprised you don't see more of that these days, because enough time's gone by where we can all look back on the 90s and have a laugh in a, a subtle way. You mean like the clothes and stuff? Yeah, and the little things. One thing I noticed that I really like that you can't do anymore is scenes when someone gets home and checks their answering machine messages. That's a good way to get a picture of like someone's life. You know, you get a message from, like, a friend explaining something, then someone explaining something from work. Yeah, that was a good trick in movies for a while. Yeah. It's, it's like, not as effective when it's like, I'm going to play my voicemails on speaker. Exactly. Like, it's perfect for 90s stuff. Especially given you can read your voicemails now. Yeah. It totally doesn't work at all anymore. But no. that's, like, a reason to do a 90s period piece. Rosie O'Donnell is on the show now. How you doing? It's me. I'm using my smell accent. I toned it down just enough. <laughs> I'm yeah. A, I'm a serious actress. She stinks. She's she, not great. Rosie's disgusting. She's someone who's just unmistakably Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Can't buy her as a character. It's Always Rosie. gotten a lot of work for some reason. Yeah. You also, stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! The fact that this takes place in the 90s leads me to believe it might take place in the sister-sister universe. Let's take a stand. Two pairs of uh, twins, was? With Tia and Tamara Maori? Yes. Are they dead? <laughs> I mean... Ritualistic suicide, maybe? I hope not, but I haven't heard from either of them in some time. We might want to check on the sisters. Get proof of life. Yeah. But yeah, this show, it's, it's like a gender-flipped, deathly serious version of Sister Sister at times. One of the twins is always goofing with the other one. But in insane ways. You're loving it, though, huh? Yeah. You're fully committed. I actually think it's great. It's like my number. I'm, one like, show I'm gonna right keep. Now. I'm gonna keep watching it because we do discuss it. They're actually more like Steve and Stefan or Kel. If we want to talk twin stuff, because that might one, be the better. One is mentally unwell. Yes. Yes. Green light. We have got yeah. guns here. That's. I know this much is true. It's on Sundays on HBO. We're on episode two of eight, I believe. As I mentioned before, it's a Derek C. in France uh, passion project. Directed every episode. So it's a piece of work. 
And I also checked out this new Netflix show called Magic for Humans. You ever heard of this? Mm-mm. The it is produced by Tim and Eric, who are fans of the awesome show Beef House, the whole deal. And uh, it's kind of got like a Nathan for you vibe, but he's doing magic tricks. Like he's making fun of the whole magic scene, but he's also really good with. Uh, like there's this one episode he gives all these social media influencers all these different props and settings to take a picture and they take like countless pictures but he was influencing them to take a certain picture with a certain item in this room like just cool kind of interesting magic stuff like he goes to a uh what was the episode he goes to a nudist colony and does some fun cheeky naked bits it's very like Nathan for Yui. I know I'm. I can see I'm not selling you on this. It's a magic because show. Because I'm just dead, like completely stone faced looking at you. Yes, I'm let listening. Me, I don't me, know. I mean, I let me try to bring you back. He's a big sneakerhead. I know you love your kicks, and he has okay, a whole episode where okay, he does like sneaker based magic stuff. What is this show called for the fans? Magic for humans. I'm gonna put it into my queue. Yes, yeah, look at what it looks like. How about that? It's one of those just. Very watchable, silly shows. He's having fun with like random people on the street doing tricks. I'm not the biggest magic guy, but the show got me. I found it delightful, dare I say. I've finished like a season and a half already. I think it has three seasons. Magic for humans. And every episode has a theme. Like it's it's very well done. It's got all the stuff. Hmm. And For some reason it's not showing up. Apple TV search option is so not good. And I also watched the new Patton Oswalt Netflix special called I Love Everything, which was fine. Had a couple laughs. Nothing to... Uh... I heard him promoting it and I got bored as fucking shut it off. So it's <laughs> like there's no way the actual stand-up itself is going to be funny if that's how I'm receiving. Yeah, he had at least two really good bits where I was like, ooh... But yeah, overall, by the end, I was like, yeah, it's fine. It just kind of blends in with all the other specials. Yeah, he has some bits that make you laugh. And I met him, and he's nice, and I have nothing bad to say about him. But of of stand-ups, he would not be someone that I would... Like, I saw, I scrolled right past it. Mm. Is the best way of putting it. And what else did I watch? I think that's basically it. What We Do in the Shadows is having a great second season. I feel like that's another show nobody watches. The <laughs> Ank is giving me that look again. <laughs> this is, you know, it's based on that movie that nobody's seen. This is the show that nobody's seen. Everyone's like vampires. What a and sales werewolves. pitch! You should get a job for their production company. Like, you know, this is a shock. Like, hear me out. No one saw the movie. You've done this exact thing before <laughs> with me talking about this exact show. <laughs> I haven't even like begun, but that's fine. It's a great show. Matt Berry's hilarious, one of a kind show. Who of our, of our friends is also a fan of this show? Nobody. Just, <laughs> oh wait, no. I think Monty watches. No, say, Joey watches. Joey's in. Joey's in. Okay, yes. I knew somebody out there was on on your side with this. It's great. You have such hate for this show. <laughs> Me just bringing it up, you just shut down. Yeah, I shut off. It's I can't it's help ridiculous. myself. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Good show though. Uh, I got nothing else. Yep. You want to watch The Departed? Yes, I do. I don't really, but we have to at this point. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that way ever with this? Let's be honest for a second. I always adore it. 
You, like the, we've had a bad couple of weeks. Like we're not in. We're in a part of the movie that is a little slower. It doesn't have much of the stuff that we need. There's no go-to lines. Let's see if it heats up at all. Mm. This is. We're still in the sex scene. You watched that documentary on Vimeo, by the way. I did. Did you not? I gotta get that in. Watch it, and then we'll talk about it because that's not going anywhere. It's. Mm. It was. It was pretty cool. You'll like it a lot because it's like what you would want to see from behind the scenes. Yeah. For a movie I've seen this much, I should probably get a nice. It won't teach you anything. Don't go into it thinking you're going to learn about the production. No one talks. It's literally just. No more pencils, no more books. So right now we're looking at Leonardo DiCaprio taking his shirt off and giving kisses to Vera Farmiga on a bed that looks looks like an uncomfortable bed. I'm out on the wrought iron headboard. Safe. I like a soft wow. headboard, or at least like if you're gonna get it, get wood, have it be a nice. It's a very tasteful sex scene. No nudity. There's None. just uh, DiCaprio giving us some uh, some tummy smooches. Oh, oh, here we go. Look at this. Wow. We got 30 seconds here, too. I'm back in. I was going to say, I knew we were... Something big must have been leading up to this. Anybody. Not exactly a dream job for a cop. We looked at all possible candidates. You have an immaculate record. Some people don't trust the guy with an immaculate record. I do. I have an immaculate record. <laughs> that pause. How's your wedding coming along? Great. Great, she's a doc. She's a doctor. Right there. That's 90. We're in the middle of a hot, a searingly white hot scene between I, yeah, Damon I, I and I needed Baldwin. more. Yeah, I could. Now I want to watch the rest of it. We can't. That's <laughs> the rules. Is is. Uh, how much do we have left? Oh, yeah, We're more left. than halfway. We're an hour and 23 and 20 seconds. And we have an hour and 7 and 59 seconds left. A lot of those will be credits. So realistically, we only have an hour left of actual feature powerful i'm impressed with this we got to finish it yeah and we're still taking suggestions on the next movie mm. whether it's the town or boondock saints or <laughs> gone baby gone or or maybe a movie that takes place outside of boston whoa 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 okay yeah you're right no i agree definitely not another boston movie but next week on the program we will potentially be discussing space force that comes out on like wednesday yeah is it a show or a movie it's a show. Oh, God. So maybe look for that in the shuts next week, fans. I really hope you don't like it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and if also you, there's a Jeffrey... No, go ahead. There's a Jeffrey Epstein Netflix documentary that also premieres Wednesday, and I'm sure we'll be discussing that on yeah, that next week's program. That'll be interesting. I like Jeffrey Epstein a lot. He's, <laughs> he's Great a, guy. He's a guy that got <laughs> really misread. Oh, yeah. I think that... Uh, well, that's it for us here at the Enough yes. Podcast. This week's episode was brought to you by Jeffrey Epstein and What We Do in the Shadows. And they're doing a crossover episode soon of, of What We Do in the Shadows featuring Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, and Scott. I'm going to recommend some podcasts in the Turkey Boys orbit, Uncle to Uncle, Quarantine Podcast, and that's right, with Dan and Emmett. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. 
folks, that's enough. Have a good one, man. Have a good one.